Welcome back to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. I'm Ryan Janke alongside Corey Litton. Corey, how are we doing this week and what do we have going on in racing? Well, not doing too bad. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, despite the fact that it's been raining a lot, I'm I, I'm not doing bad at all. Uh, we did get a chance to see some racing around here this last uh, week here, but uh, the biggest thing lately has been there has been a lot of locals that have been racing nationally throughout the uh, throughout the country here. Oh wow! All right, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into that this time. What? Uh, who do you got? Who are we watching? Well, I, I've been watching a lot of the Midwest Truck Series where there have been a couple of guys that have graduated up from the go-kart ranks around the uh, the area that have been uh, jumping up. Actually, about three of them. Uh, Hollywood Ty Wilkie out of Detroit Lakes, Ryan Brasseth, and Alex Brasseth. Although, uh, they're both from Eulen. They made trips out to Wisconsin to do some pavement racing in the Midwest Truck Series, a series that began in uh, 2011. The trucks, they use a GM602 crate motor, so that's a factory-sealed motor. They have a five-star template body with the option to run a Chevy Silverado, a Ford F-150, Dodge Ram, or Toyota Tundra body styles. Uh, so they're, it's, in, in theory, a very cheap way of getting into racing. Uh, the series has made 16 stops at, at 10 different racetracks throughout Wisconsin from April to October, including a stop at the famed Milwaukee Mile, if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's back in the day, that's where, uh, if, if you remember the movie, um, it was a Paul Newman movie about Indy. Oh, sure. And he said, uh, well, while they were, after he won Indy in that race, mm-hmm. he said, uh, well, we always go to Milwaukee next. <laughs> and, <laughs> so how long is this their first year doing that? Uh, it's These guys, it's their first year jumping into this. Sure. Uh, so this, and this is really cool. I've never really known about it till now, and I've done some research on it, and I figured it out uh, a little bit here. The Midwest Truck Series, they made their season debut this year at the Dells Raceway Park on Sunday, April 10th, the Icebreaker 100. Uh, 30 trucks showed up, but only 22 were going to make the show. Alex Brasseth, he was the fastest in qualifying out of them, uh, out of our three uh, local people with a 14th place effort. Ryan Brasseth, he got a 21st. Ty Wilkie, a 29th. Heat one side saw Ty Wilkie start on the pole and finish in the second spot with Ryan Brasseth finishing in 10th. Alex Brasseth had a tough heat, wound up in ninth out there as well. Uh, the B feature, Ty Wilkie picked up six spots. He ended up in ninth, whereas Ryan Brasseth lost three and finished 10th. Both Ryan and Ty would not make it into that main event. On the strength of his solid qualifying run, though, Alex Brasseth got to make it into the show, and he started 14th in the main event. But contact with another truck sent him to the back of the pack, but he rebounded for a 17th place finish, so that was pretty good out of out of that effort. You know, For the first time, those guys trying any of that kind of stuff, that's pretty, pretty awesome. For sure, yeah. Uh, stop number two on the tour was Sunday, May 1st, the, that edition out at the Madison International Speedway in the Joe Shear Classic. Alex Brasseth, he turned in a quick time, enough for fifth, which is a good run out there. Great job out there in the qualifying. Brother Ryan turned in the 13th, and Ty Wilkie ended up in the 14th spot there in qualifying. In the heats, Alex, he finished fourth in heat number one, as did Ryan also in heat race number two. 
Wilkie, Ty Wilkie, ended up in uh, up an eighth in heat number three. All three drivers made the main event with Alex finishing the best out of the three with a 17th. Ryan Brasseth got a uh, 19th and Ty Wilkie in 24th after an incident that ended his day with five laps remaining, unfortunately. Uh, race number three, that was at the Marsh uh, Marshfield Hub City 40 at Marshfield, Marshfield Motor Speedway. Yeah, it's a lot easier for uh, mush mouth for me like to say but yeah uh, Ryan Brass said he he uh, Ty Wilkie took that week off he went to prom uh, so he didn't get, he didn't go to that one uh, but Ryan Brasseth, he qualified 15th brother Alex one spot behind Ryan held on to win heat race number two putting him himself into the main event Alex finished in seventh and that unfortunately ended his night Ryan held on for a 17th place finish in the a main putting himself in third amongst all the rookie contenders. So that was a pretty good run out there for him. Like I said, they've been doing pretty good in this event, this series for people that have just really got started with it. Yeah, very, uh, very good. And and um, and they have, you said they got 16 stops, 10 different racetracks. So they've got the majority of the season left to go, obviously. Yeah, they still have a lot to go. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things, a lot of, a lot of the things of that is getting exposure. Sure. Uh, they're racing a lot of events with the uh, kind of a, a lower level ARCA series that races out there, the ARCA Midwest series, which is kind of like a pavement late model kind of thing where uh, instead of like the actual full blown, like old school ARCA, the mm-hmm. ARCA series that races in the big event, big events um, where you get like old NASCAR cars that are hand, hand-me-downs, but sure. they're getting experience. I know one of those especially Matt Kenseth was racing at one of these events. Oh, so wow. if you okay. do well, you're going to, I mean, he, you show up on his radar, you got a chance. Oh, yeah. And this it, is a, a way to move up. Definitely. Um, that, you know, you, the big boys, right? You get seen <laughs> by the big boys and, and uh, yeah, word, word travels. So um, who who else do we have that we're watching? Yeah, we, we move up to the ARCA division out here, which actually... Um, We've seen some people that have moved up there too from this area. Amber Balkan, uh, she uh, was a former. Uh, I mean, she has a huge pedigree in racing. Uh, I mean, her grandpa is Lou Kennedy Senior. Her uncle is Lou Kennedy Junior. Uh, they're both related. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and her, her it took, uh, me, took me a second. This there. is this is just on on that side of the family and her mom's side of the family. There is. Lou Kennedy Sr., who is a, a Hall of Famer. Lou Kennedy Jr., who, if he isn't in the Hall of Fame, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Her cousin, uh, Thomas, also is a great sprint car driver. That's on the mom's side. Uh, along with this, one of her uncles is Troy Olson, who's one of the greatest racers that ever raced out at the Red River Valley Speedway. Yeah. Her father, Mike, he's won 200 races, at least Wow. Well, he's won well over 200 races and many track championships over the uh, Midwest, upper Midwest area. There is a huge, huge pedigree in that family as far as racing experience. She has now moved on into the ARCA division of NASCAR, which uh, it's kind of affiliated but not really affiliated Mm -hmm. with NASCAR racing. I mean, it's it's there. It's it's close. It's just a little little short jump up to the truck series after that. Sure. Wow. But uh Balkan started in go-karts. She moved up to Lightning Sprints where she enjoyed a lot of a lot of success. She then spent some time in the Nosa Sprint cars as well, which, you know, raced around 
of the uh, River City Speedway, and she also ha- has spent a stint in the uh, NASCAR Driver Diversity Program. So she's she's had some time moving around into that. Also tackling this circuit, 18-year-old West Fargo native Bryce Haugeberg. Haugeberg started racing at the Red River Kart Club and quickly made his way up the ranks too as well. I mean, he kept winning a lot. I, yeah. <laughs> as the announcer out there, I got to see him win a lot of races. Uh, he jumped into lightning sprints, and he had a lot of solid fish, finishes, and he picked up a couple of wins. And it, So they figured, why not keep moving him up? So both drivers, they started their season at the famed Daytona International Speedway, February 19th. Haugerberg in his number 94 Toyota, owned by his father Wade, and uh, Balkan in her number 30 Ford, owned by Mark Reddy. Uh, Balkan had the better result of the two, completing all 80 laps in the 200-mile event, finishing in the 16th spot. Haugerberg had battery issues, though, which made it tough for him to finish. He only finished night. There, he finished 19 laps down in the 33rd position. Uh, the series then made the trek all the way to the Phoenix Raceway on March 12th, where Hogeberg finished the better of the two of those, but not really with great results as Hogeberg finished 28th, 65 laps down. Balkan ended up finishing 30, 30th, 98 laps down. Uh, next up, and better for the two of them, that was at the Talladega Super Speedway on April 23rd. Time constraints did shorten the race distance to 68 laps, but both but both drivers managed to complete all of them with Balkan earning her highest place finish so far here with a 12th and Hagerberg finishing in his best position so far with an 18th. So these guys they and gals start driving at an early age, um, 18 years old, and you're you're going to be hitting the national scene here pretty soon. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Bryce just turned 18. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's... He, and he's he has thousands of laps over the go kart track, and also since he jumped into the lightning sprints, he's been he's hundreds of laps there too. So yeah, so I've got a couple questions while okay. we're while we're on while we're on this subject and and talking about youngsters coming in. How does somebody say you've got a you know like Jeff Gordon started when he was like eight, right, or something like that? I think less than, younger than that. Y- younger yeah. than that. How does uh uh, uh a parents get their child involved. Um, and it's, you know, at that age, it's tough, right? Kids want to do everything. Um, but say they want to start something. Is that something you can go and kind of dip your toe in? Or is it all all or nothing? Like you, you know, you've got the investment immediately and and uh, kind of, do you, you get what I'm, what I'm asking? Yeah, um, you know, it, it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can dip your toe into it. Like uh, the Red River Cart Club is a thing. You know, it, it's I've I've been uh, I've been a fan of them since day one. Since I got involved in racing, and, and when when uh, actually I, sh- I shouldn't say from day one, but when I first started doing checkers and wreckers, I decided to go out and check out the Red River Cart Club and. That day, I realized that is way more important to racing than what anything that I could ever do is. Okay. Um, because it, it it's a little bit of, of everything. I mean, you can you can start off at five and get in a go-kart and race out there. If you have a, a child that wants to race, you can put them in a very heavily restricted motor go-kart and you can have them make laps. And if they don't like it, then they can 
they can be done. Okay. It, you know, it's it, and then, uh, but if they love it, they can keep going. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and then they, I mean, I had a chance to race for a couple of years out there. The first few years that I was involved with them, and and I had an absolute blast. And we have an adult class that races out there, and you know. A lot of people jump up from that Red River Cart Club to other things. I I am actually asking uh, Nick Skalicki for uh, a member list that we've had from the years because I want to go back and really deeply look and see where everybody has gone from there. Like the the people that have have moved up there. I I mean every one of the people we just talked about there. They have raced in go karts. Yeah, um, and that means, and that's not even scratching the surface. That, that's sure. that we're, we're we have a lot of people that are that have raced in that and have moved up. And I know of, I just saw a bunch of pictures on Facebook of kids that have moved up from go karts that I didn't think that we're going to be moving up into like a legends class or sure. or. Uh, uh, many different other classes. I mean, Jesse Skalicki alone. I mean, he's he, when I got there, he was the flag man, and I was a year late. He, Jesse moved from uh, racing go karts to racing in uh, legends and racing in uh, sport mods, and then racing in modified. He's he's a modified ace right now, and he's one of the best in the business. Tim Estenson is a guy that's racing in sprint cars, and I watched him when he was a little punk kid. Still a punk kid, but <laughs> now he's racing in a sprint car, so he's got the right attitude for that. Um, and he's he's making his way up the ranks, and that's just off the top of my head right now. Just sure. thinking of people that are, you know, and I haven't had a lot of sleep today, so I mean, that's just what I'm thinking <laughs> off the top of my head. That's uh, yeah. it. Just goes to show you that you can start right there, and your your investment can be minimal right away. Sure. I mean, but all racing is expensive. So the more you get into it, the more expensive it's going to get. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was my kind of my question because, you know, you you think of that. Like, you know, my kids aren't in hockey, but everybody knows. That's expensive too. Everybody knows hockey's expensive. And so, yeah, that was kind of my question. Like, can you just (laughs) kind of try it out and see instead of investing whatever it is even if it's a thousand dollars that's a lot of money um or or can I mean, you you can ex- you you and you should spend that on safety alone uh, you sure can, you can spend that and you should but uh one of the things that we can do over the red river car club too if you want to just dip your toe in it there are people that will hang out afterwards and let somebody come out and maybe turn a few laps or Thank you for joining Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lab. Again, you can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to listen to Checkers and Wreckers on KFGO every Friday morning at 640, where you'll get the latest updates from Corey. For Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for listening to Checkers and